Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and thanks for joining me. I'm Glynis Crook. There was a standing ovation on Wednesday morning when a landmark deal was agreed at the end of the United Nations Climate Summit in Dubai. While it doesn't specifically mention the phasing out of fossil fuels, one of the main sticking points in the negotiation, and something that more than a 100 nations had wanted, it does call for parties to contribute to efforts to transition away from their use in energy systems in a way that will achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. The president of the conference, Sultan Al-Jabir, said delegates had worked hard to secure a better future for people in the planet. Well, I'm joined now by Professor Francois Engelbrecht. He's director at Fitz University's Global Change Institute. Francois, thanks again for joining me on the program. Negotiations went on into the early hours of the morning on Wednesday, but are you satisfied with the final wording? Thank you, Dennis, for having me. Well, um, I think the science has been clear for many decades now that burning fossil fuels are the main source of global warming. And of course, it's increasingly putting our lives or the way that we live on the planet at stake. This agreement is therefore important because it may sound uh, unbelievable, but for the very first time in the history of these negotiations, the nations of the world have effectively recognized that fossil fuels are the main source of global warming and that fossil fuels, specifically fossil fuel energy systems, should be transitioned away from or moved away from. So although the Paris Agreement on Climate Change 2015 was clear that global warming should be limited to well below 2 degrees Celsius, preferably below 1.5 degrees Celsius. The nations have never gotten this far before that they've named fossil fuels as the main source of the warming. Now, science, of course, has for many decades been realizing that fossil fuels are the main source of global warming, the burning of fossil fuels and the resulting emissions into the atmosphere. But for the first time, this has now become part of an agreement. Mm. About 200 nations have agreed Mm. that the world needs to transition away from fossil fuels. So that is historic. Some analysts are saying this is the biggest achievement since the Paris Agreement in 2015. But already there's, of course, a lot of criticism on whether this mere statement is going to be enough to the most dangerous levels of global warming being exceeded. Yes, I've seen that vulnerable nations have said that it's like a leaky canoe. I've seen at least one climate scientist saying that it's... A compromise, but what has been compromised in actual fact is the health, lives and livelihood of people on the planet. So there's already a lot of criticism out there about it. Yes, I should say that the agreement does also state that deep and rapid and sustained reductions in greenhouse gas emissions are needed to keep the world from exceeding the first dangerous level of global warming, which is the 1.5 degrees Celsius level. But although this agreement should contribute to a further shift towards the renewable forms of energy, there's also, of course, an agreement by more than 100 countries to triple renewable energy production by 2030. So despite these strong agreements that will really help towards the transition out of fossil fuels towards renewable forms of energy, 
there's still not sufficiently binding agreements in this and not sufficient urgency for these really rapid cuts that we need in the 2020s. So there's still too much um, freedom for the oil-producing countries and also low- and middle-income countries in Africa, for example, that are increasingly selling oil and coal to do this. Mm. And that means it, it's, it's unlikely that emissions will be cut so rapidly that we can avoid these most dangerous levels of global warming from being reached. Francois, you mentioned the renewable energy capacity, which obviously that was incredible. But it, another big point was the loss and damage fund. How good is this for African countries? Because whilst it has been agreed on and there have been some pledges, people are already saying it's not enough for particularly African countries. This was also an important agreement already reached on day one of the conference. South Africa was quite prominent, by the way, in setting up the wording of this agreement well ahead of the onset of the conference itself. So South Africa and many developing countries, of course, have been key driving forces between the loss and damage agreement. This is good news for us in principle because it means there can be an increasing flow of funding to compensate developing countries after they've been affected and economically damaged by an extreme weather event that has been made more intense by climate change. So the mere establishment of this fund, the fact that all the nations agree that there should be such a fund, is an important breakthrough. But once again, the details of who will be contributing funds and the mechanisms by which these funds will be awarded to countries affected by climate change impacts, this remains largely unclear and the details will hopefully be worked out over the next few years. But in principle, this has been really good news for Africa and the developing parts of the world. Thanks there to Professor Francois Engelbrecht, a climate scientist at Witts University's Global Change Institute, where he is also the director. And that's it for this week from Eaglin's Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Greetings. I'm Galinda Moser, founder of Remax Living. For me, life is all about people and their homes, the environment, and of course, music. Because of my passion for property, Remax Living has become the largest property office in Cape Town. When selling your home, please email me, galinde, at remaxliving.co.za. Remax Living is by far the best way to sell and buy real estate. We are the leaders in real estate. FMR.